0: Sells
2: as i used to say back in the day it's time to stop lipping and start hitting this game on sunday between the 49ers and the eagles this thing's good man this thing's good. I, I I am prepared for this. I like the shit talking that's going on between the two. A.J. Brown's now telling all Eagle fans. Eagle fans. Eagle fans. You're on alert. Troll Debo Samuel. Who absolutely called. What did he call? Him? James Bradbury trash. Holy shit.
3: This thing like a college football rivalry. It totally it, it, this is exactly what you want.
2: Nat, thank you very much, man. That's really cool of you. Appreciate you coming aboard here. I know many of you have a ton of options to choose from each and every single day, but you choose to come here. By the way, you're three point underdogs now in some houses. Woo! How are you a three point underdog in your? Ten and one. I, you're you. you you have just gone through some of the best teams in the NFL and best quarterbacks, and you're a three point dog. How's that possible? I don't know if I've ever seen that. Okay. They interviewed Debo and asked if he would change his words about Bradbury, and he says, "I regret nothing I said." F you, brother.
0: I don't care.
2: You're trash. Man, I love this shit. I think it takes a lot of stundines and a lot of cannolis. Okay? And by the way, your cheerleader coach should love this. You know what? If Nick Sirianni doesn't do anything and he allows his guys to talk trash like this throughout the week, I may change my tune on that guy. I, I, I admire the guy who talks trash prior to the game, not after the game. I like the guy that talks shit, writes some checks, and then has to cash him. That's what I like. In my small world, I talked more shit on Oklahoma. And I'm going to post it. Tone, wait till you see this shit. I talked more shit. I said this guy, you guys probably forgot his name, Brian Bosworth. I said he couldn't make our team. This guy's the most overhyped guy in the history of college football. He couldn't make anything. I said, that team's overrated. We killed them last year. We're going to kill them again. Headlines in the Miami Herald. Hurricane Tackle had Sooners wondering who he was. Cilio backs his fat mouth up. I wonder if I can bring that up now. I love that kind of stuff. Silio backs it in the, the headlines, the headlines in the Miami Herald. Silio backs his big mouth. I got to find this thing here, man. Cilio backs his big mouth. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't believe it. I opened up the newspaper the next day. Jimmy comes walking in and he shows this to me and I go, damn, I can't believe that. Yeah, I mean, i i, I couldn't be, i couldn't believe it It was right there in the my right there in the front page of the Miami Herald that it says Cilio backs his big mouth up, and I love that kind of stuff. That's the kind of shit that creates great rivalries and really great football games. I really do love it, man. I really do. Mark Farzetta is going to join us at five thirty. Tone will join us as he always does at three thirty for the segment. That'll be at 3.30. Also, don't forget, today, we start up the program for our Hooters gift certificates. And all of you guys out there, all you have to do, um, email us, dancelioshow at gmail.com. Give us your information. Tone's going to throw a code word out the entire four hours of the program. We're going to do this all the way till Friday. Monday, we'll name those names on a football Monday. All you have to do is identify it, email us, and you get a shot at winning those gift certificates from our great friends at Hooters. I, I, I'm really looking forward to this. By the way, you know what I'm going to do here? We're going to have a little fun. We're going to do matchups. Who has the advantage at every position? Hey, you know, and I, I'm, I was going to do this one second, but I want to do it now. Because I think this is an MVP game for Jalen Hurts. I mean, I do. I think, here, here. get this. He can't lose. He can't lose these next two games. He can lose the Giant game. He can lose the Seahawks game. But he can't lose San Francisco and the Dallas game. He can't. Because the national media is going to overlook Many aspects of his game. Don't you, hey, don't you think, don't you think that's the problem here when you're talking about Hertz and being the best player in the game? They overlook many portions of his game. Don't you think that's the problem?
3: You know why? Because they're lazy. Most voters are lazy and they don't do their due diligence. Senor, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying those
2: Bills and Chiefs games weren't. it. That's not going to be. I don't think that's going to be enough.
3: No, I do not. And, hey, Senor, you should add the Cowboy game in there. Not just the Chiefs and Bills. You should also add the Dolphin game in there.
2: I would add those other games. I would add the Cowboys, and I would add, hey, no, I'm just telling you.
3: I know how voters are looking right now at Hertz. Let me let me let me make some points here on this. You
2: really think 4,168 yards passing. 28 touchdowns and 15 picks, 94-9 quarterback rating, 67-6. Is MVP conversation? This has been brewing for almost a year now. Oh, I agree. The fact that AJ engages in trash talking shows you how much they hate each other. I'm with you, Prince. I think Hertz is on pace for like six 38 and rushing with 50, with 15 touchdowns. So that's going to come out to like over 40 TDs. When you look at his numbers, that's not going to be enough. My question would be, will numbers or the wins be the metric that Hurts is going to be gauged on? It won't be his numbers. It's got to be the wins. Get this. How would you like to be a coach that as soon as you lost, you lost your job and you were undefeated? Jalen Hurts is in a position. And get this. I know the kid doesn't care about the MVP. Dak said it perfectly today. He goes like this. Hey, if I'm in the MVP conversation, that means we're playing well. That's what Jalen probably feels the same way. Okay, he probably feels the same way. But if Jalen loses, they're not going to put him into the conversation as the number one guy. I think even if he gets home field advantage, I think he has to beat San Francisco and Dallas. Remember I told you four and one. And then I don't know how you deny him. And if he goes undefeated in that stretch from the Kansas City game on, I I mean, really, I don't know what metric you would take away from him. His numbers aren't—he's got too many turnovers. And now, get this—you'll take the fifteen turnovers with five thousand passing yards, not with forty-one hundred. That's not going to be enough. Six thirty-eight. So he comes out to about forty-seven hundred yards of total offense and forty TDs, and he comes out with. A, let's just say this 15 and two. That probably gets it done. The 15 and two. His numbers are not going to, his numbers are not good enough. You add the winning in. I think that's the thing that puts him over the top. Because if, here, if Patrick Mahomes ends the season 14 and three. And they have home field advantage. And they have one more loss than you. But he throws for 5,000 yards. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. Because they don't want to give it to Hurts. Debo is a bum. One 5K season in five years. Yeah, Mark, they use him differently, though, in San Francisco than they use A.J. in Philly. He's on jet sweeps. He runs the ball. Keon, I, I think he should too. I think it's the pelts he's putting on the wall. I'm with you. No. You run through those court, you run through those quarterbacks.
3: I don't know how you deny him. Unless you start looking at his numbers. He's got high turnovers. He's got a bunch of fumbles
2: and he's got a bunch of INTs. And he doesn't have enough statistics, in my opinion. No 30 TD passing. Not over 4,500 yards. Now there's still a ton of season to be played. He could still up these numbers and lower the ints. The 67.6 is great, but there's 50 guys that have 67.6. The league is set up for completion percentage to be high today. Okay, not like it was 15, 20 years ago, where if you were 62%, you probably led the NFL in passing because pass completion percentage. Okay. Stats won't win a Super Bowl for Hertz, but moments and wins will. It's a great take. Who's had the most memorable moments this year? That's a great take. Yeah, but Nat, it's a great take. It's a great take. Because I would say Hertz has had the most memorable moments. The Dallas game, the Kansas City comeback, the Bills comeback. Um, yeah, I, I I would I would give I would, but how much are the voters looking into that? You know, you're starting to get this conversation about Jalen a little bit here. Okay. Um. Yeah. Big. Ask me about news on Shaq Leonard. He's visiting the Cowboys today. And he'll visit the Eagles later in the week. That's a good sign. I'd rather visit the team that I potentially want to go to later than earlier. And then you get your assessment. Dallas is only going to sell them uh, glitz and glamour. Eagles sell you winning and advancing your career. What do you want? You're a football player, not a movie star. Now, if we're talking about auditions for a movie, you go to Dallas. But if you're talking about winning games and upping your value as a player, there's only one place to go. You know where that is? Philadelphia. The Cowboys devalue their players. Once you go there, when you go to Philly, your your value of your car increases. I'm, I mean, I just I mean, if I'm a get this, let me just let me just take this off. Now get back to this here in a minute. But let me just take that if you're a football player and you're evaluating going to Dallas or Philly and you're Shaq Leonard, this is what you look at. Well, I'll tell you what, man, a lot of eyeballs will be on me in Dallas because they are always on the Cowboys. No question about it. But if I go to Philadelphia, every guy that goes there, that's a free agent and signs with that team. They, they end up increasing the value of their, of their career and they lengthen their career and they make money and they get raises when either they stay or leave and that gives me an opportunity to play maybe three four more years last couple of years for Shaq Leonard has been pretty tough for him in the injuries how'd you like to go to a place where they may ask you just to be a rotation guy and you can up your value get to the NFC title game potentially win it get to a Super Bowl and then go in the open market you think your value's high I think it'd be high I think you got a lo- When when you're making comparisons between the Cowboys and you're making comparisons between the Eagles, I would make this comment to you. I mean, you got to determine whether you're looking at being a football player or whether or not you're looking at wanting to wear the star. I wore the star. It's a whole different unit, man, compared to playing in Detroit or Tampa. It was a completely different thing when I played for the Cowboys for a year and a half. Completely different. When I was in Dallas, it was different. They looked at you different everywhere you went. And I was just a football player. I didn't give a shit about that stuff. I I, I probably was in the wrong place to be candid with you. But Tom Landry was going to go from the flex to a 34, and they wanted nose guards. Danny Noonan and me were going to be the nose guards. And then Jimmy came in. So, I mean, I was like, you know, being a Cowboy is different. Only one year he passed 1K in total yards from scrimmage. Mark, they use him differently. 800 yards receiving, 700 yards receiving, 400 yards. There's a reason he's making $20 million. Mark, you could say whatever you want about him. He's not a conventional wideout. That's not how they use him. Ayuk is the conventional wideout there. Okay? So ba- back to this. I think Jalen has to win these next two games, to win the MVP award. If he wins these next two games, see, everybody in Philadelphia has already crowned him. Nobody in the nation. And nobody that votes has. Just remember that. All our shows, IP, Fanatic, Inquirer, are
3: all are all saying he won. He hasn't. He's in the running. But he he's nowhere near winning that thing yet. Is he the lead?
2: I'll tell you, for me at least, he is. Okay, but nationally, I can name 10 voters right now on that panel who have Lamar Jackson ahead of him. Do you know that? I talk to these guys all the time. Do you think Jared Bell has Lamar Jackson? Jared Bell goes to Baltimore Raven practices every day. Or do you think he has Jalen Hurts? The Ravens are the number one seed right now in the AFC. I believe. One or two. I think it's got to do with the amount of games played. They may have played one more game. I, th- I think Jared Bell doesn't have Jalen Hurts as the number one guy for the MVP. He's got Lamar Jackson. He, he doesn't. The guy Arkash up in Chicago has Lamar Jackson. All people north of Philly have Lamar Jackson. New York riders have Lamar. It's a fact. It's irritating, isn't it? This guy said on his numbers aren't good enough. The wins is where it's at for him. That's going to be the golden nugget here. He loses. They're going to give it to Dak or Lamar. Or maybe Mahomes, depending on Mahomes and how he finishes the year. I don't care what you want to – hey, don't start throwing stats
3: at me because when you look at Jalen's, they're not great. They're, They're okay. They're in the middle of the pack. They're in the middle of the pack. The guy in Houston's got better numbers. Winning
2: is what's separating him. I think there's two things that help him in the MVP. You ready? The winning. There's three. The winning, the QBs he's beating, and the 40 touchdowns, potentially. Okay? That's huge. Those are um. I am not saying I don't
3: think he should win it. You're getting me wrong here. 10-1, absolutely. Absolutely. You see, every voter has a different metric. They do.
2: Because you know what they'll say about Jalen? Media needs the MVP vote taken from them. I'll tell you what, Ryan. This is what a lot of voters will do. Well, he's on a loaded team. That's why Nick Sirianni... So wait a minute. Didn't you ever wonder why Nick Sirianni's not the front runner for the Coach of the Year? He's not. He's nowhere near it. Why? Why do you think Nick Sirianni is not in the conversation for the NFL Coach of the Year award? He's in the conversation, but he, he will not win that thing. Why do you think... That Nick Seriani's not in and will not win that award. Not that it matters, but why he will never get that. He's on a great team. They're gonna give it to guys like D'Amico Ryan's or maybe even Shane Steichen for the job they've done with lesser talented rosters. That's how some voters look at the MVP award. If you took, if you took Jalen Hurts. Off the Eagles. Most people think Sirianni's obnoxious tool bag. I love it though. How you know what's funny? How could I, being one of the most obnoxious human beings on the planet, not like that guy? I'm still trying to fight myself through that. I, I, I really am. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm 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 trying to fight myself through that. It's, again. Ask yourself this, if Jalen Hurts was taken off the Eagles team and another functional quarterback was in there, how many wins would you think in a shitty NFC? I think they're a 9-8 and team. They're not spectacular, but the NFC sucks. What are they, 9 and 8? Maybe 8 and 9? Okay, 7 and 10? Between 7 and 10, 8 and 9, 9 and 8? Somewhere in there? Okay, you're kind of like that? Okay? I say somewhere in there. I think there's too much talent, Joseph, on your team to be anything worse than that. You take Patrick Mahomes off that Kansas City team. They're picking in the top five. You take Josh Allen off that Bills team. They're picking in the top five. That's again, that's how some voters, that's their metric. Look, I'm not going to tell you what I told you yesterday and then turn around today and tell you, I don't think this kid's the MVP. That's not what I'm saying here. And I don't want you to take it that way. I'm telling you, he's got to still an uphill battle. You know what? Just because you think you earned it doesn't mean you're getting it. You know, Tone and all the all the guys, they're not wrong. When Rob, all the all of Seth, everyone, they're not wrong. But they don't give that award to people because they earned it. It's a popularity contest, too, like the Heisman. I miss the old Sills, where
3: is they hate? Hey, hang on, man. I, I'm... How can you hate 10 and 1? You want me to make something up? I can't do that, because that's lying, and I'm not a
2: very good liar. Okay? I'm not a very good liar, so I can't just start. See, I can't. Today, I heard... Skip Bayless, again, talking about how lucky the Eagles were. And I seriously, they should rename that show the ifs, ands, and buts show instead of undisputed. If this happened, he catches this. If that happened, if they were on the same page, if this was that, if that, I was like this. Yeah, but it didn't happen. That's the difference between the Cowboys and the Eagles. The Cowboys don't wish their luck. They make their luck. The Cowboys wish for luck. Never get it. The Eagles make their luck. Okay? They make their luck. Dude. Right? I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't, hey, Greg, I wasn't a movie star. I was, I was a football player. I wanted to play football. I didn't give a shit about wearing a star. Didn't matter to me. I, I I revered wearing the Lions helmet and the Bucks helmet just as much as I did the Cowboy. It didn't mean any more to me. But when some people get that Cowboy helmet on, can I tell you this, guys? Some people, you should see it. You should see it. When some people put that Cowboy helmet on, they think they're putting a crown on. And you you would swear they have a crown on their head. And you're going like this. It ain't that big a deal. You had four wins last
3: year. You had one win Jimmy's first year. But some people, when they put that Dallas Cowboy hat on, and they put that
2: lid on, they think they're putting a crown on. Let me say this to you. Jalen Hurts loses one of these two games or both these games coming up with Dallas and San Francisco. He'll be out of the MVP race. he will be out of the MVP race. He's so close to it right now. Get this Here, here. Know this. Last year, you guys felt Jalen Hurts because he missed games. Cost him the MVP. Hurts wins these next two. He could take the rest of the year off. As long as they have home field, and he'll win it. He'll win it. Because he'll have numbers to match the record. Then the most important thing, he'll have home field. What more do you want from a quarterback? And by the way, he'll be so close to validating his contract. Jalen is probably this close to validating that contract. Daniel Jones is out here. Kyler Murray is out here. Mahomes has validated his. Josh Allen's out here. Dude, Justin Herbert, Jalen's right here. He's the closest of any of the $40 million quarterbacks. Lamar, too. Lamar, too. This year. That's the issue. They're looking at hypotheticals with drops and ref calls. Dude, that shit's stupid. And talent has aided him, and the most important thing, let me tell you something, Ace, Jalen Hurts uses his talent. Jalen Hurts has a loaded team. But when Jalen Hurts won that game yesterday or a couple of days ago without Lane, that shit's off the table for me. Totally. Totally. I'll never bring that up again because he can win without. Lane Johnson, would we not agree outside of uh, Jalen Hurts? Lane Johnson is the most important eagle on the team. Would you you say that? That's why that win meant so much to me. Would you guys agree with me? Lane Johnson is the second most important eagle. Right? Would you agree? Look at how the team wobbled. Hey, by the way, I went back and watched Jack Driscoll. He got better every quarter. But a lot of his hands full this week. Okay? I don't think Jason Kelsey's the second most important. I think he's probably 2B. <laughs> Lane's probably second most important eagle. I'll tell you what. You're right in a way because you can't run that. You're not going to be able to run the brotherly shove without Jason. I don't know. Okay? You said that, Seals. You wanted to see Jalen play without Lane. He proved it. Absolutely. Absolutely so. Absolutely. Okay? Okay? Kelsey second? You could probably go Kelsey or Lane. All right. I want to do something here. I want to compare per position. Niners versus Eagles. Defense versus offense. I would, and by the way, my top 10 NFL teams, quarterbacks, MVP race. We'll look at that and also week 13. Would we agree that these are the two best rosters in the National Football League? going into Sunday. Do do we agree? This, these are the two best rosters in the National Football League. I think they are. Okay? I think they are. I'd be curious to see their record this season if you remove Jake Elliott from the equation. He's a great kicker. Okay, he's a great kicker. You got two of the best rosters in the league. I think the best. And I'm going to start with the offenses. 49ers versus the Eagles. And let's start at quarterback. Brock Purdy versus Jalen Hurts. Let's let let's ask some questions fairly here. Is Brock Purdy even the best player in his offensive huddle? No. No. Is Jalen Hurts? He's the most important. Is is he? better than Lane and Kelsey and AJ. He's in the discussion. Let's just start there. When it comes to how you look at him in the pecking order of the offensive guys. Like, that offense doesn't roll without him. We saw a year ago, two other quarterbacks take that offense Manipulated a little bit by Kyle Shanahan, and they won a ton of games. Garoppolo, um, Trey Lance, they still won. You see, here, here's the difference, in my opinion, between San Francisco and Philadelphia. That offense is Kyle Shanahan, not Brock Purdy. The offense in Philly is Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts alone. Do we agree on that? It is more about Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco than it is about Brock Purdy in San Francisco. So only Purdy and Lamar can have stacked teams. You're you're, you're taking this out of context, Ryan. You completely took it out of context.
3: I think what Hertz is doing, he's the MVP. Others are not going to look at it like that. Okay? Don't get bent. I'm not saying that.
2: Kyle Shanahan is the face of the 49er offense.
3: Jalen Hurts is the face of the Eagle offense. Nobody can run that.
2: You got a guy who's in... Indianapolis right now is playing playoff football in Gardner Minshew. He couldn't
3: run it. Okay? So right there, that dynamic, to me, Kyle Shanahan calls plays he feels that
2: the game goes. They call plays for Jalen Hurts. And there's more control in San Francisco over Purdy than there is with Hurts. What am I saying? Jalen's got more freedom to do what he wants with his offense than Purdy does. Fair? I'd say the 49ers are every bit as talented, more on defense, but I believe they're more of a finesse team. I don't believe that, Nasty. They're a finesse team. I do not. They're not a finesse team. There's nothing finesse about that. Why, because of McCaffrey? I'm talking about the media. MB. Okay, got you, Ryan. I got you. Thank you, brother. I think Jalen has more autonomy than Brock Purdy does. I think there's more control of Brock Purdy. What does that mean? That's why comebacks are more proficient. And get this, that's why Purdy can't deal when pieces of the puzzle are not on the board. Jalen can. Because he. you know why? He adapts. He overcomes. Okay? That's why he keeps his composure. He's not on a leash. Brock Purdy's on a leash. Dominique, what's up? Thanks for coming aboard. Do you agree? He's more on a leash than what hurts is. That's Jalen's offense. That's Kyle Shanahan's offense. So why is that important? Well, two minutes? Two minutes, Kyle Shanahan has to win that game. With player performance, two minutes left in a game, Jalen Hurts has to win a ball game. With his mind, his field presence, and his leadership, you're developing more of a leader in Hurts in a game, in a Jalen Hurts offensive manager of his own offense. You're developing Hurts better in Philly than you are Purdy in San Francisco. And that's why you see Jalen win games when he sucks. Purdy can't do that. He can't lead you in a comeback against Cleveland and a Temple quarterback. He can't because he's not seeing the game. Kyle Shanahan sees the game. Hurts is so far ahead of Purdy as a field manager and as a Field presence, it's night and day. It's really not close. Advantage, Philly. There's nothing you can explain to me that Brock Purdy is in a two-minute drill going to audible out of a play that Kyle Shanahan runs for him. Hurts Will, or he'll take off. It's totally Jalen Hurts. It's not close. Just in field presence. Then you add the intangibles and all that other stuff. Brock Purdy slowly being brought along. Jalen Hurts is skyrocketing in his development. That's how I see it. Christian McCaffrey versus... DeAndre Swift. Um, Christian McCaffrey's having an MVP season. Swift has been an upgrade. He's been an upgrade in what they want to do. He fits more with what they want to do. What's up, Chad? Thanks for coming aboard. He fits with what they want. And he's, he's fitting in. By the way, I think he's really benefited coming out of the bye. But McCaffrey is just electric. He's an MVP candidate, as I said. He's got great hands. He's tougher than you think. Injury prone. But everything you want in the back, and this is why Howie was going to make a move for him, but Howie didn't want to give up the king's ransom and the treasure chest that San Francisco did how he made a call to Carolina. He wanted him last year. And that's why they went and got basically DeAndre Swift because he kind of resembles what McCaffrey does. McCaffrey's the golden goose how he wanted. So he landed on Swift. Fourth rounder, not a lot. He's totally outlived that fourth round pick. I mean, he's going to make a ton of money in the offseason. It'd be interesting to see what the Eagles do. I don't think you're going to be able to bring him back because there's going to be a lot of suitors for him. I'd like to see him in Buffalo, uh, someplace like that, maybe Kansas City, because he's going to have a giant market. And he's a free agent at the end of this year. And Eagles don't pay at that position. That's just what you do. A win on the Tush Push NFL will ban it next day. Hey, hey, if they win the Super Bowl on the Tush Push, they'll ban it the next day. Okay. Um, Andreas, that's probably true. No, no, no. Hey, Devin, I don't think Swift is that far behind either. But McCaffrey's just, he's too much. He's, I mean, look, across the board. Personally, I think he's the best player in that huddle.
3: Advantage San Francisco. But not by a bunch. Brandon Ayuk versus Devontae Smith. Um, it's close. Ayuk has, without a doubt, improved
2: his game. But what Devontae did in that Bill's shit weather Tough football game, must-win Bills. He played so tough in that game. I think he runs by a smidge better routes. Devontae, I think he's got by a smidge better hands. James Cook is good in Buffalo. They just need some coaches. That's probably 2-2, too, too Dirty D. Um, It's not Smitty all day. But I'm going with Smitty. And I'm going to take Devontae Smith over Ayuk. Ayuk's a great player. Look how close this is. Advantage. Philly. Debo Samuel versus A.J. Brown. This is a hard one to evaluate. Who's the better receiver? A.J. A.J. Who does more for the offense? Debo. How do you? It's like basically talk. Debo is the wide receiver version of Jalen Hurts. How do you quantify his value on the offense on moving the chains versus a guy who's just one dimensional in A.J. Brown? He's a receiver. Is he exceptional? Absolutely. Is he the best in the game this year? I take him over Tyreek. I would. But who's value to the offense moving the sticks? I and mean, Keon's like your region. Well, there's a reason he's making $20 million, guy. It's not because he's a, a suck-ass guy out there. He, he, he's making enormous money because of value he brings to the offense. AJ is, without
3: a doubt, having a dominant season. Advantage, Philly. The number three
2: receiver, Jennings and Julio Jones. San Francisco gets the advantage in the three-hole here. Jennings is pretty good. Zacchaeus too, brings that thing close. Debo's a wide receiver that could be a running back. McCaffrey is a running back that could be a receiver. That's why it's hard to evaluate San Francisco's personnel. Okay? Because they're asked to do more. Third wide receiver goes to San Francisco. Tight end. George Kittle's better than Dallas Goddard. He's a better player. Plus, Goddard's coming off injury. And he's injury prone. Um, Kittle's a better player. Kittle's a better blocker. Kittle blocks in in the run. They, they're very similar. I think Kittle's got better hands. Advantage San Francisco. Left tackle, Trent Williams, Jordan Mulata. You know I love Mulata. He's no Trent Williams. Trent Williams going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Advantage. San Francisco, left guard, Aaron Banks versus Landon Dickerson. Landon Dickerson, in my opinion, is emerging as one of the best left guards in the National Football League. I'm a huge fan of the guy, and I'm going Landon Dickerson. Advantage, Philly. Center Brendel Jack Brendel heck of a player. No Jason Kelsey.
3: Advantage Philly. Right guard Spencer Buford versus Cam Jurgens. Advantage San Francisco. Right tackle. Colton McKivitz versus Lane. Not a conversation. Advantage, Philly. So you add it up six for Philly,
2: five for San Francisco. And the most notable, the quarterback is on the San Francisco side. Now, play calling. Kyle Shanahan
3: versus Brian Johnson. It's not close. Kyle Shanahan.
2: And you guys will go like this. Well, he blew a Super Bowl. And they lost another Super Bowl with him. Yeah, I know. Before you answer that and add something else in, you got either too many mouths in the room or too much inconsistency in your play calling. You gotta pick one. Okay? You gotta pick one. And let's take a look at this. What 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 is what are they right now? Are they seven and three? What were they last year? 13 and 3 or 13 and 4? They're 20 and 7 in the last two years, also. They're not horrible. And I think Purdy's lost one ball game. Oh, no, two ball games in a regular season. Okay, their corners are just dudes. Ours haven't played great, but they're you're twenty seventh in pass defense. Before you start crowing, and we get over there, you're one of the worst pass defenses in the National Football League, and you're gonna take credit and try to come. Calm- and try to somehow compromise the fact that you're one of the worst pass defenses in the National Football League and the worst on third down? I mean, you're like 30th in giving up third downs. Before you start barking about your corners, I'd hang in there. Did you just say Purdy's better than Hurts? I'm not answering that. Here is the defensive side. This is interesting. There's a lot of talent that is going to be on the field Sunday. What are we ranked in points scored? I don't know. I know teams, I know this. Teams right now, they love throwing the ball against you. Everyone has a field day on the Eagles secondary. Everyone. Everyone. Left defensive end, Chase Young versus Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham had a good game. He's picked it up a bit. Chase Young has been spectacular since he's gotten to San Francisco. This may have been the toughest one because I don't think Brandon Graham has outplayed Chase Young this year. And I'm not just doing it for the Bills game. Okay, left defensive Venn, advantage San Francisco, Chase Young. Left defensive tackle, Armstead, Eric Armstead versus Jordan Davis. I never thought I'd say this. Jordan Davis, Philly. How about this one coming up here? Javon Hardgrave versus Jalen Carter. Hardgrave's had a great season. By the way, he's playing better against the run. Why? Because of the guy behind him. Right defensive tackle, Javon Hardgrave versus Jalen Carter. I got Jalen Carter. Advantage Philly. Nick Boza, Josh Sweat, right D.E. As good as Josh Sweat is, Nick Boza all day. Advantage San Francisco. The Will, Dre Greenlaw versus... Ellis or Cunningham,
3: Greenlaw, advantage, San Francisco. The Mike, best in the game, Fred Warner. Now,
2: in last year's NFC Championship game, Jalen Hurts made that guy look slow. But Fred Warner's the best Mike linebacker in pro football. Advantage,
3: San Francisco. Strong side linebacker, Orn Banks versus Hassan Redick. Advantage, Philadelphia. Left corner, Ward. Versus Bradbury.
2: San Francisco's great in pass defense.
3: The Eagles are horrible. And you want me to give the advantage to Bradbury? Why would I
2: give the advantage to Bradbury when San Francisco is
3: spectacular in pass defense? Why? Because you're paying them? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? That's great, Isaiah. I'm talking about your corners now. And I'm not comparing with the Panthers. I'm comparing right now the game you're playing. Okay? I do think the advantage is Bradbury.
2: I think the scheme he's in and the safeties are killing him and the linebackers are killing him. I think those corners are on an island this year. And I think they've played as well as they can. The linebackers are not good enough and your safeties aren't good enough. And that's why those two corners don't look like they did a year ago. I would still take him, Bradbury, over Ward. What good quarterback? Winners, play yet. I would still take Bradbury. Advantage, Philly. Strong safety, Brown. Versus Kevin Byard. This is tough. Because Byard came on and had a great game against. I thought he played great against the Bills. A couple times, Josh Allen's going to get his, dude. He is. But do I look at Brown, Jari Brown versus Kevin Byard and go, Jari Brown is better. No. Advantage, Philly. Another factor is that our secondary has been revolving door this season, haven't had a consistent lineup all year. That's why Gibson versus Blankenship, Gibson all day. He's a better free safety than Reed Blankenship. Advantage, San Francisco. Right cornerback. Lenore versus Slay. Lenore versus Slay. You can't just dismiss the fact that San Francisco's playing so well in the secondary, but that's because they're front seven is playing so well. And it's such an advantage when your front seven's playing like that. You don't have a front seven in Philly. You got a front four. Your linebackers kind of help you, but not a lot. Okay? Yeah, well, what's his name? Look, somebody goes, Sills is faking that this is tough. San Francisco is ranked... They're one of the best teams in pass defense. You're not. And you want to get extra credit for the name on the back of the jersey? Where do you come up with that? That's not looking at this right. You're 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 you suck at giving third downs up. You suck at giving up percentages on completion percentage. You suck on the amount of yards quarterbacks get on you, and yet you think you're better than San Francisco secondary. How? Where do you
3: think that? Where is the facts to that? Still, I go slay. Advantage,
2: Philly. So, six for Philly, five for San Francisco. Think about that. You, the 49ers have 10 areas on offensive defense where they have the advantage, and Philadelphia has 12. That's why this game is close. That's why this game is going to be a great football game. Okay? It is, and you have to add the fatigue factor. Now, here's what you do. You turn around and you say this now. Swift, A.J., Devontae, Julio Jones, Dallas Goddard.
3: Who's got a better pass receiving core? McCaffrey, Samuel, Ayuk, Jennings, and Kittle. Who's got the better... Pass receiving core. You're right. I think it's San Francisco. Back's better.
2: And and see, the reason why I think it's better, because they do more.
3: Samuel's a running back. He's on jet sweeps. He's a receiver. Same as McCaffrey.
2: You could interchange those guys. I'll take the San Francisco 49ers, pass receiving guys over the Eagles. Offensive line. I don't, you know, all you guys kept telling me Cam Jurgens is some sort of superstar. He's not. Lane's hurt. Um, We'll see what kind of health he has. He'll need it. He'll need it. Still, I would take Philly because of Kelsey, Malata, Dickerson, the entire left side. But your entire right side is in question. Lane's health, Jergens play, and is Goddard playing. I mean, Cam Jergens has not impressed me. Actually. I saw one guy, Opeta, play against Aaron Donald. He was great. Other than that, they've been marginal. Shit, man. The Buffalo Bills were putting – the Chiefs and the Bills were putting massive pressure. And when they lined Chris Jones up on him, he destroyed him. Now that's the best guy in the sport. (laughs) So you got to be fair there. Quarterback, it's Hurts. That's not a debate. Get this. They're going to try to debate that this week. Who's the better quarterback? Don't bite on it. It's, it's, it's not it's not a debate. Okay? Nasty said Juergens is closer to good than bad. That's not good enough. That's not good enough when you're lining up over Javon Hardgrave. That's not going to be good enough. Good doesn't get it done when you're talking about one of the best units in the league. You say whatever you want.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
2: Front four. Who has the best front four? Young, Armstead, Hardgrave, Boza. Sweat, Carter, Davis, Graham. It's an... uh, It has to be the two best defensive fronts in the NFL. I mean it. It has to be the two best defensive fronts. I would say that San Francisco is more dominant on the perimeter at the end position, and the Eagles are more dominant inside. But it's not by a lot because Armstead and Hardgrave are outstanding themselves. And the last two weeks... Those two defensive tackles have been getting run on. You've been giving up 170 yards in rushing offense the last two weeks. That's a factor. Okay? That's a factor. That's close, man. You got the reigning NFL defensive player of the year on the line. Young's playing like he did his rookie year. Hardgrave's having a great season, but Jordan Davis and Carter are dominating inside. Sweat's awful good and underrated. Brandon Graham? I think he's had an okay year. I wouldn't write home about it. Um... Man. I I don't like doing pushes because you gotta have an opinion. Whew. You guys haven't been getting home a lot. Man. Who would you take? I haven't got to the outside linebackers yet. I'm biased. Because of the two DTs. I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles by a small margin. The 49ers are better on the edges and you're better in the middle, but sweat's awful good. Sweat's better than chase. And you can line up sometimes when you go to that five front, Reddick over at one of the ends. So it kind of, they, they move that around a lot. So I'm going to go Eagles, linebacking core. Reddick is the only thing that keeps it kind of. Banks, Warner, Greenlaw versus Ellis, Cunningham, Morrow, and Reddick. It's San Francisco. Because Reddick is not better than Fred Warner. Home field benefits the D. Does. Here's here's the problem that you're going to get here with this conversation. You don't have a better secondary as a unit than San Francisco does. But it's funny that you have the majority of the matchups with player personnel back there. The numbers just don't dictate it. Now, I will say this, to your side of the conversation and to your, remember something here. Look at the quarterbacks you've played versus who San Francisco's played. Okay? High-powered, big number big score, big wide receiver numbers. So don't you think your numbers are going to be a little higher than versus guys that aren't in the Josh Allen, Tua, Dak, Patrick Mahomes, even even Sam Howe? I mean, who are some of the – name me the quarterbacks that San Francisco has had to deal with. When you deal with Josh Allen – And Josh Allen puts up 400 yards in offense. Is that uncommon? No. Is he going to do that against good units? Yes. 49ers haven't played near the competition that we have played other than the Cowboys. And, 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 Christopher, that's where I'm going here. So it's a little bit of something that I have to take into consideration are the people you're playing. You know, if you this is why people don't really kind of dissect it out a little more, okay, is because hey, you can look at San Francisco's statistics in the secondary, okay. Well, when you're taking Kenny Pickett on, and you're taking Josh Allen on, or Tug of Viola, and Dak and those guys, and Mahomes and Howell and Stafford, and you, and Kirk Cousins. And you're taking guys like that on? Don't you think your secondary numbers are going to be awful high? Didn't you think that that you weren't you knew coming into this. Get this. I'll even make this a comment. Even if you had brought everybody back from a year ago, you still were going to have bigger numbers put on you. Why? Better QBs. Davis Mills or David Mills or whatever, you're not playing against guys like that anymore. You're playing against the elite of elite. All these talented guys. So your numbers are going to be higher. And when you have a conveyor belt of injuries in the secondary, they're going to be catastrophic numbers. And that's why you've played one one score games or one possession games. Okay. Hey, no, I threw, I threw, I threw Sam Howell in there. Sam Howell's on pace almost throw for five thousand yards. Do you know that? I think he's got like thirty five hundred yards or some shit like that. He's gonna be around. That's Eric Bieniemy. Isn't it funny? The guy in Washington may throw for five thousand yards, and the guy in Kansas City. May throw for a thousand less than what he did a year ago. I don't know. I mean, you might want to put that
3: out there. Okay. So,
2: you know, when you when you go, Dan, San Francisco's secondary is better. Yeah, well,
3: okay. Statistically, but who you played? I think a lot of that has to
2: do with the scheme more so than personnel, especially when you compare yards given up and points. Dirty T, when you play zone defenses, didn't you see what Josh Allen was doing the entire time? The motion, they're too predictable. But the side can't get fancy because he doesn't have the personnel on the other side to get in disguise coverages. You guys remember, hey, do you guys remember what, Uh, Baltimore used to do it was called the bunch huddle do you remember the bunch huddle everybody would congregate right near the ball and as soon as the offense got to their positions the defense would break off and they would go to their spots on what the defense was called it was called a bunch huddle and it was developed uh really by Rex Ryan early on in Baltimore And it was the bunch huddle and all those guys, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis, they would sit there and wait. But because you had Deion Sanders and Rod Woodson in the secondary, you could do that shit. And when you got experienced dudes back there that know what they're doing, that can make up mistakes in case they get a quick snap. That's the advantage of having experience back there. And they would break off and they would go to their respected assignments. Well. You can't do that with that Eagle defense, especially in the secondary, and especially when you put dudes like Sidney Brown out there who are not qualified to play in an NFL defense right now. He doesn't know what he's looking at. You can see it. And it was so simple. Watching – I mean, Buffalo did the simplest things to make you predictable. That's why Allen had a night. They would run that receiver in motion. The guy would stop halfway. You knew immediately they were playing zone. So what did that mean? What did that tell Allen? He knew he could either take off because there'd be no one in the zone. And by the way, some of the times, even when you left a spy on him, he's so big and strong, you're not taking him down with one guy. You're not getting Josh Allen on the ground with Zach Cunningham and Nicholas Morrow. Those guys aren't putting him on the ground. There's a reason those guys... Were waived by their teams. You're not putting him on the ground. Okay? Birds goes, Purdy's not Allen. He's not asked to be Josh Allen. That's why I gave the advantage to Hurts, and it wasn't close. Josh Allen has to do more to win for Buffalo. Purdy doesn't. And Purdy can't win if he doesn't have pieces on the field and in the huddle. Like, if Ayuk leaves, Purdy's a different player, in my opinion. If Christian McCaffrey gets hurt in the Eagle game on Sunday, that game's over. If A.J. Brown gets hurt on Sunday, the Eagles still win. That's what the Lane Johnson, not having him last week, meant to me. I don't believe Brock Purdy can win a ball game without all his pieces on the field. I believe Jalen can. I believe Jalen can. I thought Purdy was Montana. Cali Green, once again, has shit in his ears. He got out to a better start. He's won more games. He's thrown more touchdowns. He's got a higher win percentage. He's got a higher completion percentage. what montana did in his start now if you think that's joe montana or do you think that that's just a guy getting out to the best start in 49er history for you to decide and tie it all in like you do probably with your politics put it all in one sandbox that's a you thing dude guys can get out to exceptional starts in their careers better than the next guy that doesn't necessarily mean he's joe montana He's done something that Montana didn't do. He's got out to wins. He's got out to touchdown interception ratio, which is spectacular. And if you want to tie that in, I thought he was Joe Montana. That's a lazy comment. Nobody said that. And by the way, I still hold to the notion of what I said about Purdy. Purdy's more of an advantage. In San Francisco, than what Jalen is in Philly. He's more of an advantage. Why? He makes 900 grand. And he's going to make 900 grand for two more years. And if that team gets to a Super Bowl with a quarterback making 900 grand, and all you $50 million guys don't get there, you don't need to have a $50 million quarterback to win a Super Bowl, obviously. This is what you this is what is going on. Okay. This is what you have going on in San Francisco right now. San Francisco can redefine how you pay that position. So Kyler Murray's getting paid $48 million or 46 one whatever it is. You're paying Brock Purdy $90. pretty fits that system, right? Okay. I'll take the 900 grand guy. Right? Remember something. You always have to put the money in when you're talking NFL, how he does. You serious? You think Purdy's better than Jimmy G? Um, I, I I don't think there's enough intel on him. See, I think Jimmy G Jimmy G has to be in that Niner system or up in like in uh, New, New England. He needs pieces around him. Don't you see what happened? Exactly what I told you. Kyle Shanahan, that's his offense. They didn't develop Jimmy G. They told Jimmy G what to do. When he went to Las Vegas, and they asked him to lead? He couldn't. Josh McDaniel did the same thing in New England with him. He's not going to be a guy to walk into a system and turn your team around. Like, Could Brock Purdy go to Arizona and turn them around? I doubt it. I totally doubt it. Lane expected to play Sunday? Fabulous news. Fifty million for a glorified running back, Hollywood. Um, I know you're looking to get like um, you know people to you know say something, but glorified running backs don't beat Dak, Tua, Mahomes, Josh Allen. They don't beat Glorified running backs don't beat those dudes. It's it's a preposterous notion to even think that. Six QBs in history have won a Super Bowl on a rookie contract: Wentz, Mahomes, Roethlisberger, Manning, Brady, and Russell Wilson. I don't believe Wentz was on that. Was seventeen? Wentz's rookie year. I thought sixteen was. I thought sixteen was his rookie year. With um, with golf. Okay, that was his rookie year. Seventeen. 16 was his rookie year, not 17. And he didn't close the deal. He was on the team holding holding ice. Okay? Oh, rookie deal. I got it. On rookie deals, not years. Okay. Contract, not year. Got it. You're right. You're right. I got it. Okay. It was a rookie contract. Man, you get yeah, but get this: those guys were first rounders. This guy's the seventh seventh rounder making nine hundred grand. Those guys were making so. When you throw that out, you're not telling the full story. Yes, those guys were on rookie deals like he was, but those guys were making nine million dollars. He's making nine hundred grand. You 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 got you got backup backup O lineman making more money than Brock Purdy. All right. Appreciate it, guys. We really appreciate everybody coming aboard here with our friends at Hooters here. Happy Wingsgiving for the month of November. Do me a favor. Make sure you check them out from Rhode Island all the way down to Jersey, all the way down to King of Prussia, man. Got some really great deals, and the Iconic Hooter girls want you to know that there's a special each and every single day for the month of November, like Cold cores, Light Drafts, $2.99, 25 cents of each purchase will go towards a local charity, and the local surrounding areas. The Hooters calendars, man, you're going to absolutely love it when I tell you this. The 2024, I believe there's nine girls, too, from the Hooter locations that are that are profiled in the calendar for 2024. There's $100 in gift cards that are inside the calendar. Go to northeasttutors.com. That's northeasttutors.com. Some great specials. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 4 to 6. Six bucks, six items. Try the fried prickles. Military Mondays, 20% off all day long for our men and women who served our country. And Wing Wednesdays, 1983, all you can eat, telling you kids eat for free on Saturday. You'll love it. NortheastTutors.com. That's NortheastTutors.com. And when you roll in, do me a favor. Tell them Big sale sent you.
3: Uh (laughs) (laughs)
0: Football. (laughs) Football and Hooters, the perfect pair.
2: Gles
0: Eagles.
2: I just love this
3: That's
2: going on, man. This thing's gonna be great. I, 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 I can't tell you how I, how I appreciate that. Here, look at this. This is what I'm talking about. This is just one, the, the Herald and see this right here. I, think, I don't think I can get this up enough. <laughs> That's what she says. This is just one of them. Silly opens people's eyes as well as his own mouth. This this was in the front page. There's Jerome next to me, by the way. Look at him. Look at Jerome talking shit. Okay, we killed that guy. I'm, I, I'm 93. Jerome's 98. And look at Jerome just barking at him. Wow, was he a shit talker. Oh, my God. He was the best. He would would go in on people. Here, here's another one. Tony, you'll like this one. Here's the headline in the Miami Herald. Cilio backed up his big mouth against Oklahoma. Hurricane Tackle had Sooners wondering who he was. I love shit talking before the game. And you know what? I had a coach that allowed me to do it, okay? He allowed us to do it as
3: long as you came through with it. As long as you came through, okay?
2: But if you didn't come through, he'd come to you and go like this. Hey, you know, where are we going here? You're talking shit to people, and you're not coming through. Shit, man, me and that kid, Jerome Brown, we annihilated people. So much so, your boy wrote a book about us. Mike Missinelli wrote a book about us. And how they stopped the beast. We were called the beast in Mike's book. You should read it. And how they looked at us. They were were afraid of us. I'm a different guy now, okay? Niners are favored by three,
3: okay? (laughs) Niners favored by three. Holy cow.
2: Hey, PSU guy writing a book about the U? Yeah, because they beat us in the uh, Fiesta Bowl. That's why. Yeah, hey, Ray, that's why he wrote it. He was there that night. I think he called this. um, He 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 called this fire, um, and he was like this. These guys tortured people, and everyone was like, "These two guys are the most feared guys ever to play college football." And Joe Paterno even goes like this: "They're better than he thought. We were better than Millen and Clark." He so said it, and I was I thought that was one of the great compliments. But then you know I love Joe Paterno. I know some of you, that's supposed to be like taboo, but I love Joe Paterno. You know, hey, wait, picking picking. I'm going to do this one thing here. And he was such a, oh, I, I told some of you this. I was um, in the airport after we got beat and I was going to fly home. It was my birthday. And I guess Joe had a speaking engagement. And, oh, I I have that compliment that it it was put in the newspaper. He thought I was better than Jerome. And he said it. He thought I was better than Jerome. I, I wasn't better than Jerome, but I had a better year than Jerome. Okay. He comes up to me, puts his hand on my shoulder, and he hated the fact that I didn't go to Penn State. Tying kid, New England, they recruited me, you know. I talked so much shit on them too. Oh, puts his hand on my shoulder. And he goes, hey, you and that guy, Jerome Brown, the best defensive tackles I've ever seen. And I said, coach, we lost. He goes, you guys only gave up 130 yards in total offense. And only five first downs. You guys are pretty good. And I went like this. Yeah, man. But like I said, like you guys talk about Jalen in the Super Bowl. Hey, man. Do you know? Hey, Tone, I didn't realize it. Do you know that's why I can't give people credit for people playing well in losses is because I can't give myself credit for having 10 tackles, two sacks and holding a national championship team to six first downs and losing. It was the greatest game. I opened the game with a 20 yard sack on national television in front of hundred million people. I can't give myself credit for having a game like that because I lost. I can't. So why would I give you? Why would I give you that? So you have to know where I'm coming from. Okay? Big Sills, the Cowboys gave themselves credit for hanging with the Eagles. I think that's pathetic. I think that's pathetic. It's pathetic. Anybody who's ever played great in a loss knows what we're talking about. Do you know that I think that Jalen Hurts is fueled by the fact that he played so great in that game and lost? Look, did you see Josh Allen go like this on the bench? What? What? Watch my – did you see him when he knew it was over? He went like this. Went just like this. You know what that is? That's doing this. I played as well as I can. And <laughs> I I didn't beat him. That sucks. That that just absolutely sucks. When you play your best <laughs> and you you can't beat him, it's the worst because you know why? That's more deflating. I'd rather blow out loud in a game than play my best and lose because th- there's nothing you really can do. Or it was a lucky moment in time. But see, you beat me that night. That's the great thing about football. And in a seven-game series, it's a, it's a one-game elimination. There ain't no seven games. Usually in the NBA and baseball, best team wins, right? That's not that way in football. So for me, when I play my best football game of my entire career and I lose, how can I give you credit? Let's bring our friend Tone in for
1: the segment. Big Sales, how we doing, sir?
2: See, maybe now you know a little more where I'm coming from. Absolutely. Where, like, you know what, Tone? You play so great. So you play so great in a loss. And then you sit there and you go, yeah, but you can't give yourself credit for it. You just, you can't tone that, that maybe makes me jaded. And that's why some people go like this. Well, Jalen, I'll Mahomes. I'm like, dude, you lost. And yeah. that's what's, I think that's what's aggravating people because I think there's a portion of sports fans tone that looks at a player's performance and they dissect it and they don't look at what, you're doing there, you're doing, you're in the game to win. You're not in the game to put up big numbers.
3: You know what that is?
2: This is going to go to the conversation that I want to get to you with, but Mm -hmm. this is why the conversation with the MVP, with Hertz. Jalen's got numbers that go along the line of everyone else. I I, Mm -hmm. I wrote, wrote him out here. He's on pace for 41, 68, 28, 15, 9. 67-6, 67-6, six. 638 rushing, 15 touchdowns. I think he'll get rushing. So you could have a total of potentially like um, 40 touchdowns, 40 like that. touchdowns, which would be insane, plus the record, plus mm-hmm. who you beat. Mm-hmm. I think this, the numbers aren't going to be enough. I think he loses the 49ers or the Dak game. I think that's going to drop him back in many people's eyes because they don't revere Hurts. And plus, again, the numbers are not over the top.
1: Which one do you think will do more for his MVP case, San Fran or Cowboys? I say 49ers because he already beat the Cowboys. So if he if he beats the 49ers and he splits, splits with the Cowboys, I think that's par for the course. What do you think?
2: Who will the media make more of it if Dak beats Jalen Hurts finally and he's the quarterback do you understand this is a crescendo that's being built up here right for hertz there's two things going on with jalen but wait i'll tell you what man the pressure on that guy is gargantuan
1: you have to be who he is to, to, to be able to carry that pressure you got to be who he, he is He
2: is it and he's handling it that's why he's got a calm demeanor he's got a he reminds you know you know who he is he's like tony dungy in a way, than how he handles himself. But this is a crescendo. It started Dak one. Then it started going up. Then it starts going up. Now, all of a sudden, he beats Mahomes. Dude, you beat Mahomes and Allen in consecutive weeks. That is insanity. But it also leads to Purdy and Dak. Because the majority of the media people look at those two guys, along with Lamar, they put him in there. I I think Jalen has to do more than those guys to win that award.
1: Yeah, uh, I would have to agree with you because of again, we always you know when it comes to Jalen Hurts, we always talk about the distance traveled and the perception surrounding him, his career, and how, and how he got to the NFL and how he got the job in Philly. Um, you know, a lot of people still to this day but can't necessarily find a way to make sense of how he does what he does. They can't they can't make sense of how he wins these games. And if they're watching the games, truly watching the games, they'll understand it, but they don't want to understand it. They don't want to make sense of it. They would much rather hold on to their priors and look at Jalen Hurts as somebody who's just riding the coattails of the roster, or he's someone who's just um just you know, just just riding the wave. And the fact of the matter is, Jalen Holtz has J- Jalen Hurts has the hold, has the pulse of this Philadelphia Eagles team. And if he continues on pace with what he's doing, like you said, his numbers, when you really when you really look at his numbers in a nutshell they're not necessarily remarkable but it's it's the numbers coupled with the winning coupled with who he's beaten who he's right? beaten and this season when you really look at the numbers no one is jumping off the page no one no no one has these gargantuan or astronomical numbers right now in the mvp race everyone is pretty much in the 17 18 19 20 touchdown range as far as passing everyone is on pace for about 42 42 that's why age, those numbers 4, aren't going to get him over the top the numbers The numbers. See, you know what's so funny? The numbers can get someone else over the top. Isn't that funny? But it won't get him over the top because of who I think it's who he is, who he plays for, um, where he came from, where he came from as far as his career, the whole college thing, and people, second rounder thing, second rounder. And here's the thing, right? You got people. No, they're still waiting um, for
2: Purdy to turn into a pumpkin,
1: right? Still. And listen, listen. But you also have some people who are already who are already. Willing to jump off of the cliff for Brock Purdy. But listen not to this, yet. right? Not people yet. people forget. Jalen Hurts, he didn't just leave Alabama. He stayed there for an additional year, graduated, got his bachelor's. So he so he so he came and he he stayed for four years, got his bachelor's. He 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 went there and left with something. He's not going to stay there for another year. And he doesn't have to. He graduated. So then he transfers to Oklahoma so he can just focus strictly on football. And that's what he did. That's how he got drafted in the second round. Then he goes back to Oklahoma while he's while he's competing for a Super Bowl appearance in 2022. A month or two later, he graduates from Oklahoma with his master's. So meanwhile, while he's fighting for NFC supremacy in 2022, and he's trying to prove to the doubters that he's legit and he's making it to Super Bowl, and he come, he goes toe to toe with one of the goats. And yeah, he lost the game, but he played pretty well. But he lost. But in, but in a vacuum. I think he I think he played a, a great game in, in a nutshell if you look at his game in the vacuum. But overall, my point is he went through all these ups and downs and trying to further himself in his career. Meanwhile, got his masters. So my thing is, this guy has a sink, has an ability to compartmentalize and focus beyond belief and not allow the outside circumstances to dictate what's going on outside of that field. His ability to weigh and um balance all the different scales in his life is why he wins. That, that that guy's ability to just manage and stay calm, cool, collected and poised no matter the circumstances is something that can't be replicated. And they, and they hate it. We 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 spoke about it yesterday. They can't measure it, they can't put a number on it, they can't put a stat on it and it kills them to their core. So you know what they're going to do? They're going to find a way to say, "You know what? Uh, you know, this guy, why did why did this guy lose the game instead of talking about why did why did Hurts win the game?" They're so quick to say, "Oh, damn, Why did Allen lose? Why did Mahomes lose? Why did Dak lose? Why did Tua lose? Instead of talking about, damn, how did Jalen and those guys win? This is what Jalen did. They don't want to do that, though. It's not sexy enough for them.
2: They don't want MVP Hurts, Hurts beats 49ers and loses to Dallas second. Agreed. And here's what I'm saying. Rocksteady just made a point here. Thank you, Warrior. Um, Rocksteady just made made a point here. He goes, the Eagles will be the um, for the third week in a row. They'll be the game of the week. No. No, you're not. But in reality, you are.
1: There'll, there'll, be, there'll be underdogs for, th- no, but, four, no, no, but here, for for three straight weeks.
2: Cowboys had 44 million viewers for a shitty commander game. That's it's insane. It's not true. It That's is, insane. in reality, in reality, it is the third best. It is three weeks of great football. It totally – no, there's no – but you see, you have people changing narratives in the media. Mm-hmm. The media, like in the news, they change narratives, Tone – you would think the Dallas Cowboys are totally in the hunt for the Super Bowl. They're not. They're not. Dak is not an MVP candidate. You who's who's Dak beaten this year?
1: Bryce Young. Um, Bryce Young. Uh who he, just got
2: his coach fired.
1: Bryce who Young Fairly to him. He just got his library card. Like you, know, you know what I mean? Like Bryce right. Young. He's Br-
2: probably not even old enough to drink in bars.
1: You see what I mean? I mean, um, who, who else did they beat? Let's, let's let's really go through it, right? They beat Brock. They beat uh what what's his name? Um, they beat Daniel Jones. They beat Tony DeVito. You know what I mean? They beat a bunch of accountants and and a bunch of uh pencil pushers. They beat Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. You know what I mean? Bailey they they, they they beat Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? It's like, 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 what are we doing here, man? Let me me do this exercise with you here. I want to match up the team here. Yeah.
2: And and, you know what I said, too, about the quarterbacks? I'm going to start on the offensive side. Okay. I said, this is why Jalen Hurts is being developed better in Philly than Brock Purdy is in San Francisco. That offense in San Francisco is Kyle Shanahan. It's not Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. In Philadelphia, it's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, that's his offense. Brock Purdy, is a, a, is um, he is a direct result of Kyle Shanahan's offense the same way that Jimmy Garoppolo was. And when Garoppolo was asked to go somewhere else and win, like Las Vegas, he couldn't. There's more of a sandbox and guardrails on Purdy than Hurts. So when you have autonomy and freedom, you're more apt to grow because of the mistakes you make. Mm. And when I see Purdy not being able to win ball games, if all the components, like let me say this, if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt in that game Sunday, that thing's over. That, that thing's over. Because I think he's the fuel in the engine that, that runs that offense. He took them I over the top. Him.
1: He took them over the top. Let's be honest. Like he totally adding Christian, took him over to the adding top top. Christian McCaffrey to that roster, they, the Ronson, he, they t- he, he he's taken what there he's taken their offensive attack to a whole nother level. That's why Harry Roseman was trying so hard to get Christian McCaffrey. Can you imagine yeah. if he got him? Oh, can goodness. you imagine if he got him?
2: But but and and that's why they went with the um the two version with Swift exactly. because Swift gives him that dynamic.
1: Exactly, it's the closest and thing. And that's you're gonna what do. he
2: wanted for Hurts.
1: Yep, it's the closest thing you're going to get to it. I mean, yeah. Anybody else in the NFL that plays that way? Travis Etienne, you know what I mean? Um, Tony Poll- Pollard, but... Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. You know, there's not many guys Remember that... Remember, he that, tried
2: but, to make a play for Kamara.
1: He tried. Yeah, even Kareem Hunt plays that way a little bit. You know, but he yep. runs with a little bit more power. Um, but That's right. He When he was in Kansas
2: City early on, he was 17% of that offensive output before he got all that other BS stuff going on. Right, but right. he was a major point in developing
1: of Patrick Mahomes. He sure was. Yeah, can you imagine if he never would have went through what he went through? If oh, he would have stayed he, on the roster I, I for a couple more years,
2: been, he he would have put up Alvin Kamara numbers like that. Team would have been a unstoppable. Thousand yards rushing, ten. You know, it, it just shows you too the speed bumps that can get in the way sometimes of one's career here. So I don't really think it's close, Brock Purdy versus Hurt. So I don't right. think that there's a debate there, and I don't think you're going to debate that either, right?
1: Uh no, nah, I mean, let's be honest. If you put if you put Brock Purdy in that situation against the Bills uh, the other day, I mean <laughs> he folds like a lawn chair, wins. man. I don't believe he wins at all.
2: McCaffrey versus Swift.
1: McCaffrey, man. It's not even a question. McCaffrey's just a uh you know he, he he's I don't a freak think it's that
2: nature. wide a gap though.
1: I don't know. We're not looking at what McCaffrey play, it just looks like it's a different speed a little bit. It just looks okay. it, it looks it it just looks you know what I mean? You ever look at a guy, it's like, yeah, no, their skill right. sets. He's are, a better runner their, in
2: between the tackles.
1: Their skill sets are the same, but this guy just looks like yeah. he's running at a different speed. Yep. But yeah, I'll, choose, I'll take McCaffrey in that regard. I love Swift, by the way. Don't get it twisted, Eagles fans. I love Swift, but McCaffrey's just a freak. You think Swift comes
2: back next year?
1: No, because too many suitors. Not, he'll have too many suitors. He's having a career year thus far. Um, he's he, uh, See, here's the thing right playing behind the Eagles offensive line puts you in position for a huge contract. If Miles Sanders can get paid, <laughs> DeAndre Swift might have a chance to get paid from somewhere. So, um, it made I, 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 we had to go with the trends, right? Harry Roseman is not known for paying running backs, he'll bring you in. He'll, first of all, the only reason Miles Sanders was here as long as he was because he got drafted here. That's it. If Miles Sanders was a free agent and did what he did last year, he would have been gone just He'd like been he was gone two years ago. Exactly. So I mean, we got to put it in perspective. Swift is a, is a free agent. Um, he's uh, he he's out uh, he, he's still he's coming off of a rookie deal, so he's looking to get paid as much as Swift loves playing in Philly for the hometown, he's trying to buy his dad a new uh a new fitness gym. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so uh, uh I don't think Swift is going to be here next year. So look, you sorry Eagles fans, this Ricky is where I'm goes. at.
2: Okay, Um, I was going to kind of wait until towards the end of the show, but so Shaq Leonard had a conversation with Frank Reich, and he asked him what the environment was like in Philadelphia, and he told him, you got to remember, Shaq Leonard played when Shane or when Shane and also when Nick Sirianni were there,
1: right? Frank did coach him. That's right. That's a, that's, a, that's a good pull by you. He definitely did coach him. And so all those guys were in the building. Yeah.
2: So they know Shaq Leonard, and he supposedly, according to Stephen Jones, they made a pitch, and he left Dallas about an hour ago.
1: If he walked out the door without a contract, sign, he's not. He's not going there. He walked, he shouldn't, they shouldn't let him walk out the door. He's, he's, he's visiting, listen. he's visiting Sam. He's visiting Philadelphia.
2: I think either Wednesday night or Thursday morning.
1: He'll be signed by Thursday afternoon. <laughs> he'll be signed by Thursday afternoon. And he'll get about maybe 30% of the snaps on Sunday.
2: Oh, wait, you're going to think they're going to throw him in there like that.
1: Yep. 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 Just watch. Watch. It may not be 30%, it may be 20%, but watch. He signed him Thursday afternoon. He, he plays, he plays about 15, 20 snaps. He
2: called Frank and asked him what the environment was like. And he goes, Listen,
1: if he's calling him, he's 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 already signed. If he's calling Frank, he already knows where he wants to go. He just needs confirmation. Nick's Nick Nick's there. Frank was there. Shane was there. Frank coached him in, in Shane uh Shane
2: probably didn't want to cut him.
1: Of course he didn't. It wasn't even his call. I bet, I bet you it wasn't his call. It was
2: probably call. Chris Ballard and the owner.
1: Exactly. It wasn't even his call. But guess what? He'll be signed by Thursday afternoon. I'm calling it. I, don't have think... not, I, I have no sources, by the way. No sources. He left,
2: he, he, he left Dallas about an hour ago.
1: If he, if he, like I said, he walked, out that, he walked out that door without a contract. He's not going there.
2: I got to find out who his agent is.
1: I can tell you right now. Give me one second.
2: Tell me who his agent is, and if I know him, I'll text him. Because if it's Drew Rosenhaus, or if it's Jimmy Sexton, or if it's CAA.
1: All right, so he signed to first-round management. His agents are Malachi um, Kawhi and Ethan Locke.
2: Ethan Locke. I know Ethan very well. Okay. I'll, I'll text Ethan and ask him. <laughs> You know what's great about the NFL Players Association website? You can go on and get the cell phone numbers of all the agents. What? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. That no, is hilarious. Yeah. All
2: the agents, you get their cell phone numbers. That's how I, that's how I got Nicole Lynn's number.
1: That is hilarious. Oh I I, I
2: text her and I go, I hey, I totally text her after the uh, the Jets sign. Who what was that kid's name? Quentin Williams. Uh, yeah, uh, Quentin Williams. Yeah. When they when when she signed him, I go, I've never seen more. So you signed two guys for um, Mm. a half a billion dollars. And I've never heard a word about anything. And it was the quietest half a billion dollars in contract signings. She goes, wouldn't you want that? I go, absolutely. I don't want a lot of noise like Lamar Jackson around me. Mm. I don't want that noise, man. I want that thing to go smooth and nice,
1: listen. She doesn't talk much, right? But oh, no, you know, that's you know great. In, the, in, that, in that game, in that game, you know, uh, 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 on Sunday after Jalen Hurts got it in for the game winner, she tweeted immediately, uh, she, she, she tweeted immediately, worth every penny, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: worth every penny. <laughs>
2: By the way, get this though, man. Now, I don't know if she has a 10 percent normal, I don't know if that, but that's five million. Hey. That's $25 million, dog, that she gets on that. I mean, how you feeling? <laughs> hey, think about, so, right? That deal was $250 million, right? Wasn't it something like that, too?
1: So, hey, listen, $250, $260, who's counting?
2: Hey, okay, so <laughs> check it out. She gets 10% of that. It's $26 million. Eagles wave uh, Josiah Scott.
1: There's someone they're, making, they're
2: making a roster They're making move.
1: space.
2: They're making space.
1: They're making space.
2: Patrick Leonard's coming to Philadelphia.
1: I'm, I'm telling making, you, I'm man. With you now, by Thursday because afternoon. Did they
2: put Quez on their active roster?
1: Yeah, yeah he only got about he only, he only got like eight or but nine don't snaps. sound So
2: disappointed.
1: Listen, I'm telling you, man. That yeah. that, that that catch, Olamide. You
2: like Zacchaeus uh, now more, bro?
1: I like Zacchaeus <laughs> before he even played a snap. <laughs> Let's like because I,
2: if if you did watch you, his highlights, you, if, you if you, you watch his highlights in Atlanta, we got two plays. Don't, I don't worry about. it.
1: Listen, <laughs> Olamide catches catches that ball. Quez, I, I I can't I can't even a lot I can't even depend on him to catch a cold. <laughs> They're making space. They're making space.
2: Now get this. So I go to Frank. I go, hey. He goes, look, it heart. It, he, he's he's heartbroken over it. I said, if the Eagles reached out to, he goes, I talked to Nick yesterday Mm. and it was more about consoling and, you know, y'all right? is everything cool? It wasn't about a job offer or anything, but Nick was the first one to reach out to him. And so then Nick, then Mike McCoy, um, and then Doug, Doug reached out to him too. So they all, you know, that, that whole circle of those guys, I'm I'm sure Shane probably Mm. did too. They all reached out. Of course. So supposedly
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Gannon did, you know, he was on that uh coach staff yeah. too. I, I
2: wouldn't be surprised. Yep. And so um you know, Nick goes supposedly I go like this I go so what what's going on he goes and I invited me up for the 49er game and I was like I was like nah, you know, I said Frankie should come up. He goes, "So what do you what do you what are you saying?" I'm like, "I'm mm-hmm. saying you sh- I'm saying you're going to be the new special assistant by the Cowboy week. Um in philadelphia and he's like uh, my wife wants me to and i go yeah well i would too you're getting a boatload of david tepper money you know hey frank you know everyone's feeling bad for you but i don't know about you man getting 50 million out the door i ain't i i'm sorry I, man but i ain't feeling that hard for I, you, I ain't brother. feeling that bad for you <laughs> hey i i I went like i go like this i don't know frank but you know what dude it sucks i get it but man i'll tell you what make me Feel a lot better as if I saw a deposit of fifty million dollars in my bank, and I'd be like, "Hey, you know, shit, man, I got fired." Hey, listen, and your wife goes, "How's your bank account now?" I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm feeling fifty million good in about the bank, and,
1: fifty million in the bank, and you got another job waiting on you.
2: Yeah, and you got, <laughs> and you got an organization. By the way, you could probably go to Jacksonville if you wanted
1: to. Of course, he could. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know because Doug loves to be the quartermaster of his own ship. And you know, you know, he has press Taylor as his OC. He was trying to get press Taylor to be the OC in Philly. That's why he got, that's why he got let go because he wanted press Taylor to be his OC. The Eagles were like, look, we like press, but hell no. And he he um,
2: likes him more than Frank Reich who won him a super bowl.
1: I think, (laughs) I think Frank, no, I I hear where you're going, but I I think Frank has more of an affinity for Nick. Think about, you know, it's like, it's like your, it's like your golden child. You know, you taught him everything, you know, you know what I mean. Whereas though, Doug, it may look like you know you're going back to like you're you're going back to. I don't know. It just for me, it'll look like. Remember, people question was it was it Doug's offense or Frank's offense, right? People questioned that. People knew it was Frank's.
2: It's Frank's offense.
1: But Doug don't want that in the building. Remember, he put Press as his OC. You know what I mean. That's the That's the that's his golden child. You know what I mean? I think Frank would be more likely to go back to Philly with Nick, um, rather than um, be back under Doug. And I don't, th- I don't think Doug would even let him in the build. I'm, I- I'm sure they're cool, by the way. I'm not saying they don't have a good relationship. Oh, so
2: you're saying See, you're right. There's a part part of me that goes like this. See, Frank doesn't have a gigantic ego. Doug does, mm-hmm. and Bingo. Nick has an ego, and Frank really doesn't. And I think the personalities would mesh better in Philly. Mm-hmm. Than in Jacksonville, and, I, and if I'm not speaking for you, but I think that's where you're going. That's
1: basically where you know you're it, right. That's actually the what I'm saying. personalities fit yeah. better, and in Philly also, than in
2: Jacksonville.
1: And also, you know how we know how Nick Sirianni is. Rick. You know we we know how Nick Sirianni is. He's very brash, so on and so forth. You know he uh, he he's, he's a
2: cheerleader.
1: Pretty, he's he's he he's he's pretty steadfast in how he feels all the time. An emotional guy. Frank Tracksman is that kind of mentor that you know if he nudges him like, hey, hey, we're not doing that. Yeah. Nick would be like, okay, I trust you.
2: Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, he would. He would. Because they've worked together like that. Yeah. And I think and, Nick would trust And
1: Frank is him. proud of him. Frank is proud of him. Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely. So, so absolutely. you know, he... he oh, those Remember something? Mike McCoy and all them guys that were all together in San Diego at one time, those guys are all thick as thieves together, man. I mean, see, when you're an assistant, you're a gypsy. I mean, if you look at it, I think Frank Reich has been an assistant coach or a receiver coach or a position coach, 14 different stops. mm And so you getting the opportunity to become a head coach. And dude, look at the two shitty owners he worked with. He worked with Ursay and Pepper.
1: Right.
2: I mean, what are those
1: two impatient? They're two of the most impatient owners in football.
2: RTF goes, how's big sales connected to Frank? Frank's been on the show four times. Yeah, he's been on the show. Thank you, Big Dick and Maryland. That's right. He He was a teammate of mine my freshman year when I was at Maryland. And we've been friends ever since. We've been friends probably 40 – Well, whatever 1983 is, um, that's like 40 some years. I've been friends with Frank, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's,
1: that's, that's that's 40 years on the news.
2: 40 years. We've been friends 40 years. Wow. I was 19 years old when I met him.
1: But yeah, so, you know, Frank's been on the show quite a few times, you know, and he's a, he's always a great listen. Always. You yep, know, uh, he was in, in, in and I, I talk to him a lot,
2: and I go like this. I and I did ask him, I go. You think you coach a little bit this year? He goes, maybe as an advisor. And yeah. I said, um, listen here. Uh I want you to I want you to tell me something here. And I want you to give me something here. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody else, man. You better not. If you tell someone else, I'm gonna start ratting you out, man. <laughs> okay.
1: Listen to listen to this though, really quickly. The funny thing about the situation with um with Frank is the word around town is, and you know, our personal opinions aside, the word around town is Brian Johnson is one of the one of the leading candidates to get one of these new head coaching jobs is going to be available, right? So that opens it wide open for Frank. He comes on as an advisory role, as, as an assistant, and then he just slides right in as the OC. Real smooth. Like, what do you like? I I, I think that's more likely to happen.
2: Okay. Um so yes, I think that that's more likely to happen. I think okay? that happens. Absolutely. Um. Hey, Tone, I got to take a time out here.
1: Of course, no problem. Let's do it. Okay,
2: I got to take a time out because I think I got a little situation with my with my wife here. So okay, no
1: problem. Let's do it. Let's so do let's, it. let's take, take
2: a time out here and
1: right. hit the like
2: button and keep it here on a National Football Show.
0: and Hooters, the perfect pair.
2: G L E X Eagles. Yeah, um, Tone, my wife has just been admitted to the hospital, and she's in the emergency room.
1: Whoa, so. okay, all right, all right. Um, you want to you want to cut the show? Uh, cut the show short? Yeah, already?
2: we're gonna have to do that because um, okay. I've got to get over there, and
1: no worries. Um, no worries. I
2: appreciate everybody. And this we I, I took her over to the hospital because she's had a bad back issue. And so um, now they're taking her to the emergency room.
1: OK, no problem. So, Take care um, of those. You know, we got you.
2: Yeah, um, I, I appreciate everybody. If you could tell Farzee, um at five thirty that uh, see if we could do this tomorrow.
1: I got you. What I'll do is um, I'll relay everything to him and uh, we'll go from there. I got you.
2: Absolutely. All right. Um, Guys, I appreciate it. I I also see
1: see you on the email as well. Okay. I make sure you see the email too.
2: Can you, can you, can you, um, send that information to Xander too, please? Uh, We'll do guys. I love you guys very much and we will see you tomorrow. And I apologize, but, um, family first and I have to go see my wife right now. So all good. Love you guys.